0: To all the business owners and entrepreneurs, the crazy ones, the believers, the doers, the clever makers, the action takers, and everybody else in between, this podcast was designed for you. Welcome to the Business Growth Mindset Podcast. I'm Christian LaVolce, and I'm incredibly grateful to be here today and share this episode with you. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you three three causes of dysfunctional boards and what can be done about it. Now, it applies to shareholders, corporates, CEOs, business owners, and entrepreneurs, and I know it will help you grow and flourish. This podcast explores how the demands of today are impacting boardroom culture through direct behaviors and group dynamics. Now, if you have a board or are looking to establish one, this is a great investment of your time if this is your very first time listening to my podcast welcome and thank you i'm so glad that you have decided to hang out with me today congratulations on making a really powerful decision to invest in you right so please make sure that you subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and changing your notification alerts settings in particular, so that you don't miss future episodes. In a perfect world, we would see boards operate smoothly and harmoniously with no nuances or power plays, no elephants in the room, with all voices being heard and valued, right? However, the greater complexity facing business today, tightening regularity uh, and the environments and increased public visibility as well as scrutiny are leading to heightened pressures within the boardroom. Now, under such demands, director behaviours, group dynamics and the boardroom cultures, um, these create uh, defining factors when it comes to board effectiveness. Now, as an independent chair of five boards, um, maybe six, (laughs) as well as a board member of a few others and having completed the AICED company director's course twice 10 years apart, as well as recently undertaking the SME course, I've taken many notes and made many, many observations, both in practice and in theory. Now, when it comes to poor board decision-making and boardroom dysfunction, the root cause is often attributed to the group's psychology gone away. Now, many of the companies or many of the company failures that have made headlines in recent years can be traced to poor board decision-making driven by dominant directors or executives and colleagues who remained, I guess, submissive onlookers, which is the root of poor boardroom culture. The findings of reviews and as well as the Royal Commissions is that the executive and the board can get trapped in a dysfunctional um, social dynamic. Now, this dynamic hinders good governance by constraining critical analysis Refocusing attention on the wrong priorities, ignoring actual risks, and limiting effective oversight by management. Dysfunctional behavior in boardrooms is often difficult to understand as well as perceive. Now, it can be elusive and not openly acknowledged or even displayed. Now, in fact, such behavior is rarely overt and dramatic, such as with Raise voices, uh, direct threats and personal defensiveness or even sullen silence. Rather, it plays out more subtly. Now, through uh, futuristic glances and vague innuendo, close questioning, quiet acquaintances and intellectual game-playing, awkward standoffs and even silent withdrawals. Now, unfortunately, less observant directors will deny that anything is wrong and thereby accommodating and perpetuating that behaviour. Now, more reflective directors will know exactly what this feels like and how it impacts their board's effectiveness. Now, as a chair, I spend much of my time observing others and making sure that we work through the agenda while maintaining a robust conversation, the conversations that we have to have. Now, I value diversity and inclusion, and I work with the board to encourage collaboration and action. Now, my skills as a chair are growing, and admittedly, it's a difficult role, one that has required a great deal of practice and commitment to my development on my behalf. It differs greatly from the role of a board member. The responsibilities vary and the time commitment too is very demanding. Now, the biggest challenge that I faced was learning to not speak well, at least not speak so much, and rather observe. Now, this skill has served me well, and I'm grateful to my first appointments and those that supported me through that crucial transition. This leads me into the career path to directorship, and I know this is of interest to some of our listeners, so I'll work through this now. Boards are typically full of capable, experienced, and also well-intentioned people. Now. Prior to taking on any director roles, board members would usually have spent years working their way up the executive ranks to a C-suite role. Unfortunately, during uh, those executive days, not all directors would have been prepared sufficiently for directorship. Now, they are absolutely different roles. Let me be very clear. And surprisingly, to directors themselves, they can lack the skills, behaviours, and expectations required of board members. Now, during their time as executives, they had positional authority over personnel. They had direct access to all key information, uh, converted or converted strategy decisions into concrete operational goals, pushed plans through to completion, and in general, competed hard to achieve that success. Now, however, the role of a company director is quite different. So that well, quite different to that of an executive or even senior management team. In comparison to an executive, a director is an equal among board colleagues, has access to limited information about the business, uh, must work collaboratively with its peers to make every decision and be held accountable for the results and impacts of the organization, despite being removed from the operation of the business. Makes you wonder why people want to become professional directors. The nature of board board roles and director behaviours are very different from those formed and used in the executive environment. Now, what many directors would call their talents as an executive, such as competitiveness, the drive to succeed, being charismatic, persuasive communicators or a hard worker, may not show up so positively in the boardroom. How do I know this? not from my own experiences research shows that under pressure the competitive driven executive can become the boardroom bully the persuasive charismatic executive can become an overpowering director personality right the diligent executive becomes the indecisive director who gets mired in the detail now furthermore the boardroom can intensify these traits and behaviors and it creates Total dysfunction. Under pressure, a person's executive talents will often become their director derailers. Okay, people gravitate right to what they've always done in the past. Now, many successful executives and leaders' skills are incompatible with those required in the boardroom. And as a consequence, when directors over rely on such traits and behaviours, it is not surprising that tension and derailment can creep into a boardroom. Now, on the other hand. Successful business owners often grow into great directors because many of them have invested in great governance practices, being responsible for implementing and driving good leadership and establishing thriving cultures to succeed. Now, they too need to invest in their education if they want to pursue a career in professional directorships. Now, I encourage all my SME advisory clients to actively become members of the Australian Institute of Company Directors and start with the SME Directors course. This is a great intro- introduction to um, governance, strategy, as well as finance. Now, Check out their website for more information at AICD.com.au. The boardroom itself has changed in the past 18 months. Now, remote board meetings have increased due to COVID, and for me, it has been a challenge to see or sense my colleagues uh, reserved to contribute, or my peers uh, controlling nature, or other forms of emotional tension experienced face-to-face interactions, but they are still operating behind the scenes. Now, in dysfunctional board meetings, the smooth politeness on the surface often opposes the turbulence that operates beneath. Now, generally, there are three causes of dysfunction driving ineffective board culture. Now, boardroom culture is the product of individual behaviours and beliefs that are repeatedly, collectively, over time. Now, culture and group dynamics affect the way a board communicates Analyzes problems and makes decisions. So the three common causes are bad behavior of individual directors, number two is dysfunctional group dynamics, and third, you probably guessed it, ineffective board cultures. Now, Once you're aware that any one or all of these dysfunctions are occurring, it's critical to address them immediately. So let's explore to address them individually right now. So let's look at bad behaviours of individual directors first. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to begin with the direct ways to address individual behaviours by creating the right behavioural tone. Now, clarifying expected social rules, as well as surfacing inappropriate conduct. Now, for example, social rules like everyone has a turn to speak and listen before you respond will go a long way in promoting group effectiveness if they are reinforced. Now remember, you have to reinforce them. When the standard strategies don't work, using skills associated with crucial conversations combined with positive peer pressure can be very powerful in curbing disruptive behaviour. The other issue, number two, dysfunctional group dynamics. Not addressing difficult behavior of individuals will trigger reciprocal reactions from others. And this over time, Establishes a group pattern that we refer to as boardroom dynamics. Now, these patterns operate below the level of people's awareness and it can be really difficult to uncover. Now, recognizing them often involves seeking feedback from people outside the group. Now, in my case as a chair, I spend a great deal of time observing and speaking to each individual director on the board because I'm seeking feedback. Now, once recognized, addressing boardroom dynamics involves three directors, sorry, involves three steps. Directors accepting that the dynamic exists and has negative consequences for the board. Individuals understanding how they contribute to or enable the dynamic, and commitment by the board as a whole to manage that pattern. Now, number three, boardroom culture. Boardroom culture is a collective pattern of thinking. It's no different to organizational culture, but it's also about communicating and reacting by a board. Board culture can be functional or dysfunctional, as is rarely visible to directors themselves. Now, many boards seek feedback as part of their regular board reviewing, examining the patterns in the meeting, behavior and communicating, and also decision-making and reflecting on how these impact on their culture as well as their performance. Now, keeping board uh, culture healthy is the responsibility of each director, not just the chair. Now, while the chair is vitally important for board effectiveness, they're not alone. And this and too many directors think board culture is the sole responsibility of the chair. Every director needs to speak up and feel that the the, the behaviour of others in the boardroom is not contributing to a successful collective result. Every director has a responsibility to provide feedback on their colleagues' behaviour, and every director should try to create a climate where constructive criticism is both safe and expected. Now, every director is responsible for the culture of the boards they sit on, because regulators, shareholders, and the community will definitely hold them to account for it. Similarly, organisational culture is the responsibility of the collective. A board should help set the culture or the organisational culture along with the management team, but it's the entire organisation from the bottom up that needs to live and breathe its culture in order to grow and flourish. So it is vitally important that everyone plays a role in the creation and formation of the organization's core. So here's my thing. Don't wait for others to take control and solve your problems. Why wait? Why not just decide to grow your business or career and live your best life? Raise your standards and step up. Today is your day. It's your life. It's your legacy. And you can refine your board right now. Maybe you don't have a board and this is your trigger to establish one. All you need to do is make a decision to act. Make a decision to develop a thriving team with the required skills and values to take your business, that's why your business or your organization to the next level. And here's the best part, you don't have to do this alone. So this is your time to decide. I have loved hanging out with you today and sharing the three causes of dysfunctional boards and what can Actually, be done about it. I hope and I sincerely do that you found the information engaging and you can use it to show up, stand up, raise your standards and step up. Join me and live your best life. For me, This is about being in peak state. And if you don't know how, connect with me on LinkedIn where I share content almost every single day. Immerse yourself and raise your standards and step up and make your move right now. Don't wait, follow and engage with me on social platforms and sign up to my new monthly insights. When you're ready, That's right, when you're ready to make a move and grow your business to the next level, set up a board, establish a growth strategy that serves you and raises your standards, go to the link in the show notes and book a call with one of my team. On this call, they will explore where you're at, where you wanna go and how we can do so together, helping you achieve your goals faster, better and more fulfilling. If we're the right fit and our values align, they'll book a Zoom for you and I to hang out and take our discussion to the next level. If you loved today's episode, please take a minute to rate it and provide a review. This will help others to know that the content that I'm sharing is valued and valuable. Thank you. And until next time, live with purpose. Are you ready to start taking action on your business would you like to spend more time with your family then call 1300 643 229 and start building momentum right now i know you're busy in fact you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself often tossing and turning at night worrying about the how-tos and the cash flow how on earth can you possibly get off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year or three years from now. In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1300 643 229 now and start building momentum.